Welcome to another podcast by Victoria Point Baptist Church. We are glad you have joined us today. If you would like to connect with us as we aim to introduce people to Jesus by connecting with our local community and beyond, you can find out more at vpbc.com.au. Well, welcome to another new year. And uh, perhaps more than usual, uh, we're hoping that this year will be a lot better than the last one. Uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to think positively. We don't want to think negatively. It's a good thing to look ahead and to trust that uh, hopefully this year, uh, well, it'll return to some normality, uh, whatever normal is uh, for you and for me. Uh, so we come this morning with that sense of looking ahead, thinking, I hope things get better. But sadly, just because we sort of turn uh, over the calendar, just because we sort of move into a new year, there's really no guarantee, there's no real reason for us to have any confidence that this year will be any better than the last. You see, we have no control over what this year will bring. And, and I understand how we look at a new year and we think, oh, this will be a better year. But the reality is we have no real confidence, we have no control, there's no logical reason why this year will be any better than the last. Because we have come to this place to realise that life is constantly surprising us. And if it's not what's happening in the world, it's what happens to us in our own lives, what happens closer to our own place, our own existence. Someone that we know loses their job. Uh, a family member uh, is diagnosed with a serious illness. Uh, maybe a, a friend's marriage uh, is falling apart. Uh, surprises will keep coming in 2021, just like they did last year. And so it's important for us to come to that place of realising that we really have no idea what this next year will bring. And so it's important for us to have a plan, because generally when we come to a place of realising that we're not in control, and when we realise that we don't know what's going to happen, that can easily unhinge us. And it does at times where we sort of feel the pressure of life and we have a little bit of an anxious panic because we don't control things, uh, we don't know what's going to happen and so we come to this place, I suppose, where we realise that we're simply in for the ride. Regardless of our intentions or our desires, we're just in for the ride. But there's some good news this morning and that is that we can have a plan of attack. We can choose by faith to put our refuge in God or find our refuge in Him. Rather than looking at the, the year that is to come as what will we do, how will we respond, there can be that act of faith where we make this commitment intentionally this morning to say, I'm going to find my refuge in Him. I'm going to trust God for what is to come. And so for this month of January, for the five Sundays, we're going to do a little series called Building This New Year on old promises. And so what lays in front of us is new. We don't know what's going to happen. It will surprise us. But the reality of God's character is that He doesn't change and He's always the same. And there's things about God's character and the promises that He has that enables us to build our life on Him if we choose. So we have a choice. We can enter into this new year thinking that we are in control when we're not really and we're trying to manipulate and make things happen and make sure everything fits in the space, get all our ducks in a row. 
well, we're going to be disappointed. We might even become anxious. We might even become unhinged because we have no control. Or we can choose by faith to see this year, like any other year, as an opportunity to trust God, to find our refuge in Him and to act in faith, to believe and to trust Him that He's in control. And so over these next few weeks, we're going to be looking at the character of God and what that means to us. We're going to be looking at His promises that we can trust and the difference that that will make. And I trust that you'll enjoy the journey along with me as we come back to building this new year, but on old promises, promises that have remained to be true over the generations. One of the things that's important for us to accept and realise is that nothing surprises God. Uh, nothing happens that catches him off guard. Um, our, the foundation of our faith is that God is above us, that he is at a different level, that he's not just the best of humanity, but he operates at a totally superior level than us. I'm glad of that. I'm glad there's a greater form, a greater intelligence, a greater power than what you and I have to offer. Because I don't know what's going on, I don't control it. And my faith is in someone who is at a higher level of living. Now, our minds don't have the capacity to understand the greatness of God. Our minds, we cannot fathom uh, what will happen or how things will turn out. We don't have the capacity to come to a place and, and find peace in ourselves. But we can find peace in Him. Because He is like no other. He is above all things. His knowledge is limitless. His power is limitless. The God that we worship uh, is at, operates at a far higher level than our humanity. And, and I'm really glad about that because it would be really scary if my life was in your hands or your life was in my hands. How would you think about that? That I determined how your life went, that I made decisions for you, that I went before you and prepared what I thought was best for you. Very scary, isn't it? <laughs> But we don't have to worry about that because our hope and our faith is in someone who lives at a different dimension from us, a level of living and existence that we cannot comprehend but that we can trust. And so if you're looking for a God that you can fully understand, if you want a God that you can cross all the T's and dot all the I's and understand everything about God, uh, you're going to be disappointed because the God, the living God that we worship is way above us and I'm glad about that. We need to recognise and understand that nothing surprises God. You know, we don't have to carry the weight of responsibility of having all the answers. Certainly as a parent growing up, that was the challenge when those kids asked those different questions and you just didn't know the answer. And you blabbled on and whatever and it didn't take long before they realised Dad hasn't got a clue. <laughs> the more you talked, the more it was obvious you didn't know. But God is above us, way above us. He's reached down to in Jesus so we can understand him, but we'll never be able to understand him fully. And we shouldn't try. We shouldn't try and put him in a box or demand that he comes down and makes himself small enough so we can understand. And so there's a level of faith where we just believe and trust. We don't have to know everything or understand everything. Life will surprise us, but it will never surprise God. It will never surprise him. That's really encouraging because I want to remind you that God sees everything that happens in your life. Not only uh, does nothing surprise Him, but He sees everything that takes place in your life. 
when Chris is in ED, God sees what happens. When you are teaching, when you're at university, whatever your life is, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, when you think you're alone, when you think you're just doing life on your own, God sees everything. He witnesses everything. Every experience of life that you've had or endured or experienced, God has seen it. Now, I don't play much golf these days, but I used to play golf a lot when I was younger. And in all those years of playing golf, I never scored a hole in one. <laughs> I got close a couple of times, but I never, got, I never hit one, I never put a one on my scorecard when I was playing golf. Now, there'd only be one thing worse than not getting a hole in one playing golf. And that would be to get a hole in one and no one see it, <laughs> apart from me. I mean, they wouldn't believe you. Can you imagine? Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Too many drinks at hole 19 for you. <laughs> in fact, at Meribah Golf Club, where I used to play a lot, they had an honour board for people who scored a hole in one. But they had to have a witness to verify it uh, before they'd sign off. They just wouldn't take my word. I don't know why. <laughs> How good is it? that God sees everything. How good is it that you never go or experience any aspect of life on your own? Every, every experience of life that you've endured, the good and the bad and the in-between, every aspect of life, God's been there. He sees. Nothing surprises Him. He sees everything. And I find that so encouraging to know that there's no aspect of my life that's hidden from God. No aspect of my life that I've had to endure that I can't share because God's been there. Now, David wrote a number of songs or poems or praise about God. And today we're going to look at one of those very briefly, a well-known psalm, Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. God is never caught out. There's not a word, uh, there's not a deed that he doesn't see or interpret. And even though God orders when the sun and the moon, how they respond in the galaxies, <laughs> he still knows when a sparrow falls to the ground. And so God sees everything, he's aware of everything. In fact, God is central to our daily existence because He sees everything. He also knows what we need. Because He is able to observe everything taking place in your life and in mine, He knows when we're in trouble. He knows when we're struggling. He knows when we're desperate, when we're anxious, when we're afraid. God knows. He sees. And He knows our needs. He knows our needs. And at any moment of time, I know this is hard to believe, but he knows what's going on in your life right now. And at this very same moment in time, there's a teenager over on the other side of the world that God sees and knows what's happening into the, their life. You see, it's so easy for us to bring God down to a level that we can understand, that we're comfortable with. We bring God down to a level where we feel, oh yeah, I can, I can live with that. We, we feel more comfortable. But there's a real sense where we should be in awe of God, amazed, overwhelmed, even uncomfortable in a sense of His power and His majesty and His greatness. God sees everything. He's been with you through everything. And because of that, He knows your needs. 
So if you're unable to share with anyone else, if you feel like no one else is listening, certainly no one else understands, God sees, He knows, and He understands, and He sees when we're in need. From verse 5, David says, God, you hem me in behind and before. You laid your hands upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. In other words, David is saying, God, you surround me with your presence. You surround me with your care and your protection and your provision. Your hand covers me. Whatever I have to face, I know, God, that you're with me. You know what I need. Over the years, we have shifted house a few times, <laughs> quite a few times. And, and on this particular occasion, we were doing a final clean-up. It was the last day. Um, that afternoon, I had to drop the keys into the real estate agent, had the family there helping cleaning up, and we were just about to leave. And, and anyone who knows me well will know what I'm going to say next. <laughs> I, I lost the keys. <laughs> Both sets. <laughs> had no idea. And after a few minutes of everyone scrambling around looking for these keys uh, with no result, um, I had this deep burden and I just said, God, help. Just help. He's always helping me find things because I'm always losing things. God, help me. And do you know, within an instant, I remember it distinctly, that God revealed to me where these keys are. And I went over to this small bin that was in the corner and obviously somehow I'd reached over and they'd fallen in. But it wasn't just that I knew they were in the bin. I couldn't see them because they'd fallen to the bottom. He gave me the sense they're in there and I reached in, felt around and I found these keys. The presence of God. Now, there's other times where God just makes me suffer. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to teach me not to lose things so often. So I'm not saying that every time there's this instant response. Sometimes God says, wait. Often he says, Paul, grow up. <laughs> or listen to your wife. They're normally the things that he says to me. <laughs> but you know, at that time, they were just keys, like the world wasn't going to end. Maybe the real estate guy might have been unhappy. I don't know what the solicitor would do when you try and sell a house and you've got no keys. I, I suppose it was relatively important, but God showed up. The presence of God surrounded me. I want to encourage you this morning that God knows, nothing surprises him. He sees into your life, you're never alone, He sees everything, but not only does He see everything, He knows your needs. And His presence surrounds you, His hand is over you, behind and before. You hem me in, God, I don't understand, this is too wonderful, but I enjoy your living presence. I pray that this year that you'll enjoy the living presence of God that you'll appreciate and understand and welcome and invite God's presence, that His Spirit would speak to you, that He'd comfort you, that He'd lead your decision-making, that you would obey Him in all that you do, because the presence of God, you know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar, you discern my going out and my lying down, you are familiar, God, with all of my ways. Now, on one hand, it's really comforting to know that God sees everything. On one hand, it's really nice to know that He sees every aspect of our life. But I suppose there's times when we think uh, that we fooled everyone, <laughs> no one really knows or no one really sees, that we have to understand that God sees everything. And I think we know He knows. 
And sometimes we can be filled with regret and sometimes we can carry a little bit of guilt because we realise that God sees everything. And it's important for us to understand this. We may fool other people or we might even fool ourselves, but God does see. But it's important that we understand that our actions don't make us a child of God. That's by faith. But our actions can mean that we miss out on the blessing of being a child of God. And so there's this aspect, and I I don't want it to be like, oh, God's watching you like Big Brother. But He does see and He does know what you're going through. And if you're struggling with sin or you're in denial or you're living a life that's false or fake in aspects and you really haven't come to terms with knuckling down and listening and obeying God in something, He sees that. And sometimes we miss out on the blessing because we sometimes think that we can fool or deny God when all the time He wants us to come to Him. But you know, not every secret is a sin. Not everything that we keep from other people is a result of a wrongdoing. Some things, times we don't share our thoughts or our feelings. Sometimes we don't share those things that are closest to our hearts. And I want to encourage you this morning again, God sees your scars. God sees your hurt and your pain. He's seen when you've been abused, when you've been disappointed, when life hasn't been fair to you. And so, yes, God sees everything and there's that sense where we need to be honest with Him and have an integrity and we need to respond to Him when His Spirit points things out in our life that we need to change. But there's another aspect where God sees our scars as well. He knows that you've been disappointed. He knows that people have let you down. He knows that perhaps uh, there's things that haven't worked out for you. So God walks in your shoes. And this is why David said, this is too awesome, (laughs) This is too amazing, this is too wonderful, that the God who put the stars and the moon in the place sees us and knows us and knows our hearts and knows our feelings and knows what we've experienced. In the ancient uh, Middle Eastern culture, uh, when a soldier went off to battle, he would often buy a little tear veil, a little bottle, and he'd give that bottle to his wife or to his mother or a loved one. And the idea would be that while he is away at battle fighting, that they would record or they would keep the tears in this little tear veil, this little tear bottle. And when they come back, they'd have evidence, I suppose, of this bottle that would be full of human tears for the tears that were cried for their loved one. I don't know if you've ever read this in Psalm 56, but it'll change your life. You keep track of all my sorrows. You've collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. Every tear that we've cried, God, symbolically at least, has put in that bottle. God weeps with us. His heart is broken as we go through life. This was never His plan. This was never His purpose. This broken, fallen world wasn't His idea. And so He weeps with us. How good is it that we have a God who not only knows, but cares? Not only sees our scars, but cares. Not only sees everything, knows everything, controls everything, but He cares. He stores your tears in a bottle. Somehow it brings us to a comprehension where we realise that we love and serve an amazing God. 
So it would be a very wise choice for us to build this new year on the eternal promises of God. Why? Because God knows and He cares. And we need to be reminded of that. And the most amazing thing for me is that He sees everything I do and He knows me, yet He still loves me. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like day, for the darkness is as light to you. Even though God sees everything, even though God knows every thought that I have, even if I don't voice it, He knows my thoughts, even though He sees and knows me, He still loves me. I find that incredible. I find that amazing. I cannot comprehend the amazing love and mercy and grace of God that He sees me at my worst and yet He loves me beyond words. But He just doesn't love me. He just doesn't care for me, but He's a part of my life. His presence surrounds me. He hems me in from behind. His hand covers me. He is always there. He is always watching. He is always with me. Now, we need to be careful in this day and age when we talk about Big Brother and surveillance. Um, We understand that there's cameras everywhere, speeding cameras everywhere. (laughs) They seem to be everywhere. (laughs) They're never there when a pea plater passes you doing 50 k's over the (laughs) speed limit. But if I go 5 k's over the speed limit, there is the speed. Anyway, that's my problem. (laughs) But you know, you go into malls and cities and things like that. Maybe some workplaces, I don't know, they have cameras to make sure that no one's, you know, wasting their time of the company. But I don't want you to see God's surveillance of you like a security camera. I'd rather see God's surveillance like the monitor that parents have watching over their baby's sleep in the bedroom. (laughs) You see, it's the motivation behind the camera that makes all the difference. One is there to catch you out to see if you make a mistake. The other camera is just there to make sure that you're safe and you're well. God watches you all of the time, but only to know that you're safe, only to fill you with his presence only to be with you so that you know that his motivation is love for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb i praise you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful i know that full well my frame was not hidden from you when i was made in the secret place When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. They are words of love, not words of a CEO who's on surveillance to catch you out. They're not words of a policeman to see if you've done the wrong thing. But they are words of love. God's eyes are never off us. So I want to challenge you this morning, if God's eyes are never off you, if his scrutiny of you is such that his eyes are focused on you all the time, that must mean you mean an awful lot to him. That must mean that you're very special to him. That must mean that your life 
counts to him because his eyes are never off you. Even when you think you're alone, even though when you think you're going through something all on your own, his eyes are never off you. He keeps that tear veil and he records his tears because he weeps with us. Why? Because he knit us together. He knows us full well. He knows all about us because he is committed to us in a way that we'll never understand. I trust that you're seeking the love and the mercy and the grace and the protection and the comfort of God. I trust that the God that we're talking about this morning is the God that you've been looking for. Because it's possible for us to recognize that God exists, but it's possible for us also not to enjoy his blessing, not to enjoy his peace, not to enjoy his comfort, to have all these promises that are true, but not to enjoy them or to accept them or to live by them. Because we can choose. We can choose to enter this year in our own strength with our own principles, our own desires. I want this to happen. I want that to happen. I'm going to make sure this happens. Or we can come humbly before God and say, God, my life is in your hands. I trust you. I trust your promises. Your eyes are never off me. You care. You know my scars. You know all that I'm going through. I can trust you with my life. I pray today that you would take the hand of God probably better the other way I pray today that you would let God take hold of your hand and that you would trust him and that you'd understand that his heart beats for you and his love is limitless and unconditional and the great God the great I am the one who is above all things sees you knows you cares for you and he wants to bring joy and blessing and power into your life even though we have no seeming control over what may happen to us. That's trust and that's faith. When the kids were young, I didn't do all that much. When there was a nappy to be changed, I seemingly could find myself somewhere else. (laughs) I think the more kids we had, the less nappies I changed. (laughs) And I think it's great how dads, I'm saying this in faith, are much more involved with their kids these days, uh, perhaps than I was. But one job that I did get was I was the go-to parent if they wake up in the night. See, Kath, when she sleeps, uh, very hard to wake up. (laughs) When she's in a deep sleep, uh, um, yeah, I don't know about fire alarms, she's just not going to move. And so the kids worked out pretty quickly if they wanted to... No, she's not here. I see people looking around, but she's not here. (laughs) And I don't believe she's watching online. So the only way she's going to know this is if you tell them. (laughs) But the kids worked out very quickly that if they wanted a quick response, they came to my side of the bed. (laughs) Now, it's amazing. I know every parent's the same, but they never said anything. They just stood there. (laughs) And they looked at you. And and I don't know if they were there five minutes or two hours, but all of a sudden you sort of wake up and you feel like these eyes are on you. (laughs) And you wake up. And you take your kids by their hands and you go and fix their blankets or you take them to the toilet or you give them a drink of water. And and although I don't like ever being woken up, but I cannot remember looking back really at any time not feeling a, a sense of love and a care and a comfort and this privilege it was to be a parent and take them by the hand and lead them and help them. God would be delighted if you come into his presence and take hold of his hand 
and you trust him for this year and you trust him for what is to come and you trust him with all the surprises because his eyes never leave you. His presence is always there. His power is available to us all of the time. And like any parent, he delights when we, his children, come to him and say, help. Take his hand. Take hold of the promises of God. Build this new year on very old but life-changing promises. My frame was not hidden from you when I made in that secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Trust him. Put your faith in him. You know, he knows, but most importantly, he also cares. Let's pray. Do you make your response this morning? A change of a date on a calendar doesn't mean too much to me. I don't think too much about it. Perhaps you're someone who thinks about the new year and this year I'll do this, this and that. I pray at this moment each of us would come to that place of saying, God, I'm going to build my life on your promises. I'm going to build my life on these old promises that are eternal. It's not about me. It's not about what I want or what I'm going to make happen or how I manipulate things to get those things. God, I'm just going to trust you. Did you make your response today? Would you offer him now a prayer of thanks for his faithfulness, his goodness to you over the years? And would you acknowledge his greatness and his goodness? Our minds cannot fathom the greatness of God. We should never try to bring him down to our level. All we do is simply trust him. Would you acknowledge his greatness now in your hearts? Let's stand as we sing together.